I've been like tearing up all day. Everyone thinks I'm crying. I'm not. I don't know. Some more my yeah, allergies. <laughs> uh, pollen has been high. My is today was my last day teaching with my friend Tim. And so you're crying about it. And well, he like gave me a <laughs> shout out. He's like, just so you know, for those of you who work with Mr. Magger a lot, there's so much he does for you behind the scenes. And my allergies were going. He's like, everyone's like, Mr. Magger, come. Like, I'm not crying. <laughs> it's just, just raining my on my face. It's just raining on my face. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Dinosaur Machines Game Club Podcast, where you are the listener. This is episode 52. This is the Echoing Guy. That's Dave Grimma. I'm one of your hosts, Mark Magro. And that other guy over there, he's a rule-breaking, rebellious rebel rouser. He's a strong silent type. Dan Colonna. Yeah, I'm just waiting for my turn to talk. I feel like I'm going to be an audience, the first audience member of this episode all of a sudden. This is the Dave and Mark show, and you're just here to listen to us. It's, hey, I'll accentuate. I'll be a heckler. I'm, I'm good at that. You're actually, you, you're quick on your feet, which I think actually, if there was like a career of heckling, that might be pretty good for you. I don't I'm know so quick on my feet that I walk into every single wall in my apartment lately. Well, no, I think your biggest problem is you're not mean, and that's like I think a key for a heckler. I was just making. Maybe a joke he's about just it. good at dealing with hecklers. <laughs> like he'd be prepared. That's true. Dave is right. You know. Let's not take a trip down that that. Because he's like he's like a duck. Water right off the back. He's up on stage. He's like, "What's going on in your day right now? You feel like this, sir?" He's like, I'm like well, a duck. My, my wife left me, or I'm, I'm a, like duck. a duck. <laughs> Long neck, covered in feathers, and a huge schnoz. Huge schnoz. Well, we're talking about huge schnozes because we talked about detention tonight because we played the game and we got some feelings about it. I don't think anyone has a big nose in, in detention. No? Well, They're all a bunch tough. of liars is what they are. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> uh, but before we get there, let, let's check in with the heckler and the echoer. We'll start with the echoer, Dave. How are you, sir, this evening? Uh... I'm alright. W- you know what I was thinking about the other day? Mm. I was thinking, just to take us off the rails. Uh, well, that's what the side of the rails. I was thinking about statues. Go on. And, I was, and people. And I was thinking, like, what do you think is, like, the percentage of amount of people that have existed versus the amount of statues representing them? Like, oh. S- go back. I'm confused. <laughs> He's saying how many of the people in the world that have existed have a, 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 have a percentage statue of them, them have a statue of themselves. A yeah. very and small percentage. And then also, who do you think there's the most statues of? The second question I find more interesting than the first. Because Cause it's like, got to be a really, really small percentage of people that have statues. So that tells you if you ever do get a statue, you've made That's it. That's a really big deal. That's a big deal. That you've made it. You've got a Someone statue. took Captain a rock. Captain America has a statue, though. <laughs> Well, so? he's not a real person. He's made it. <laughs> and he's made it. Who has had the most statues made out of them? It's probably some oh. sort of uh, leader of a world. Like, would we count a bust as a statue? Well, one might, one no, might see, I don't know if I count a bust. Ba- bust is like a, a portion of a statue. No, you want so a it's full like a statue f- in, in a, a full body statue. Such a nice statue that they named the square after the statue. I'm going to yeah. do a quick like Google a Washington search. Square? Just out of curiosity. Yeah, like, is there a statue of Washington in Washington Square Park? Uh, I, I don't know. Probably. I should. I will check. tell you that my the answer is probably Jesus. Is my thinking or Buddha? Jesus. Would you consider the stuff hanging in churches statues to Jesus? It's got to be a full bot, the, though. That's the problem. If it's him I don't on know the crucifix, if you see full bots. If you said statue? just depictions, maybe. 
but Perhaps. full bods, it might be like, I don't know, Caesar oh. or something. Mm. Probably had like 15. But it's kind of, I, it's probably, if you're, it depends on whether or not you include religious figures. You have to. Why would you not include religious they figures? They are as existent as Captain America. I actually would think if you want to make who has was, had was, the most art created, I'm, I'm going over Captain America. Not art, it has to be statue. <laughs> but I'm saying it just in general, like as statues of art, like it's got to be religious figures. And then if you, yeah. you're putting statues in that column, it's probably the same same deal. You know who it is? People, There's this one religious figure who I've always seen. Like he was the first one. I was like, why are there so many statues of him? It, it was one of the fathers, something or other. It starts with a P. Like Palliope. No, it's nope. an older guy. He always looks upset. It's a religious figure. He's like a monk. Ooh, this is good trivia. A religious figure who's always upset. I, who's I, always what denomination are we talking about? It's Catholicism, <laughs> I think. Okay. I know that. I, 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 well, and, you, I, and he looks sad to you, this he guy? He looks angry, like pissed. Pontius Pilate? No. Uh, you just might as, what did you just say? Why am I talking to a Jewish why, man? Why would it be Pontius <laughs> Not even that. Like, I don't think I've ever seen a statue of, of Pontius Pilate. Father He did stuff. P. He killed Father Jesus. Puh. Not physically. Father Puh. Puh. I don't know. Father he, he, Puh. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Look, I've seen Paul. it when I was younger, and that's it. Well, it's this like is St. Patrick. <laughs> and it's like, he was in St. Patrick? He was a person. <laughs> he fought off the snakes Saint, with a big Saint stick. Patrick. Well, if you have a statue made of you, listener, let us know and tweet us at it, and we'll show your statue and say you've made it. Congratulations. You're a statue now. You are a statue now. What if it's now, like Dan, Oscar? Because they keep making more of them. It's just like, <laughs> the Grouch? Oh. The, the, the Academy Award. <laughs> oh, the Oscar, like the award. <laughs> they just turn them out? like on a, Yeah, I don't think they've been that many given out that they, they would compare to Jesus or anything like that. Well, who be is Oscar? Like... What did he do? <laughs> <laughs> but let's let's go to Dan, the the heckler, the, the yeah, anti heckler. Thank you very much, Mark. Uh, over here in uh, New York, we've got sunny skies and uh, you know breeze. I don't know. Just taking the weather report. Yeah, you went with the um, weather. That's always a good start. <laughs> everything's good. I'm playing Dead Space. I'm playing. Um... Wait, we have to start with your your Fortnite win. Congratulations. Oh. Amiga. I won my first and only game of Fortnite. I have not played it solos since. Why would you play it ever again? That's my concern. Uh, it was two kills. A two kill clean battle royale That's all victory. It takes. Got one kill to defend myself and one cheap snipe. It was great. No, there's the, there's nothing the cheap about a snipe. You took aim, you took the sight, and you, the, you took a shot. Alright, I'll take it. But the way I felt was dirty because the guy was like, I'm building up. Okay, I'm going to look and I'm going to look. And then I was like, yes, keep looking. And then I took him yeah, out. Yeah, you keep looking. <laughs> but he, like, stops and looks perfectly away from me. And that's when I was like, oh, I won this game. I just have to... Well, he was out. moving. It wasn't like he was just standing still. And you were just like, gotcha. True. It was, right. it was impressive. You. I was impressed. Your... And you can see this on Dan's Twitch channel, right? That's true. Still, my, well, it's still there. On my one of the Twitch channel. <laughs> you can see this on my Twitter. I'm posting highlights to my Twitter. Because that's also good. It's just, you're just going to pin that to the top. Remember that time I won Fortnite? It is currently pinned, actually. <laughs> was, oh, I had no I, idea. Dude, I'm I tell you right now, if I ever won Fortnite, I would pin it. And 100 people. It for me. And I won? No, thanks. And you, Dan Colonna. I can't believe 2017. it. 2017. <laughs> My coworker Mike was in 
a party with me as I came out. That's only a one percent percent chance. <laughs> I can't even say one it. out no, of one hundred percent chance rate of you winning. Isn't that always the case? Yes. No, not in other well, games. Oh, because you're it's not true. on another team. Like, yeah. like if I'm on fifty v fifty, you have the fifty percent chance because you're on. Like yeah. A, got it. No, you would have a one out of two. 50 percent chance is one out of two. Very, oh. very good. Sugar. I know, man. Mark's like, let Whatever. me break fractions down for you. That's one out of two, not fifty percent. I made it's also teacher. three out of six. I get this. Four out of eight. We could extrapolate from there. Anyway, Fortnite. You've been playing Dead Space. Dead Space. I'm playing it on Twitch, and it's making oh, me play it. I'm getting farther than Dead I've Space. ever gotten. You see, if I have a commitment to like people that are watching, I feel like I'm going to beat more games. I'm not gonna, you need an audience. Yeah. I was thinking about playing any company. I was thinking about playing. You gonna go back to Breath of Fire Twitch. so that way you finish it? I have no, to find who would watch Breath of Fire? But Dead Space is a really well done game. I, uh, Dead uh, controversial opinion. Dead Space, best survival horror game of all time. I would agree. I, I would. So I'm good. putting it right next to Resident Evil Four, which I love. Yep. I would and, totally put them in the and same. And I am. I'm sitting here with sound design, bleeding out of my ear holes. I'm sitting here with gross graphics. Making my Seriously. eye holes fall out of their sockets. Does it make sense? Because sockets so how and many, eye holes. Are the same how many thing. ways is this is this <laughs> game killing you? In a good, oh, it's killing me in a lot of ways. That, See, that's what's even fun about the game. All the different kill animations. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's another way you can die. Yeah, like oh, Isaac. Just, oh, I'll Isaac. be in a fight, and then all of a sudden, I don't know what happened, and my head's on the floor. I'm like, wait, come on, oh, game. That happened. And I love just even how that game really took the steps of like. I need the HUD things, but I don't want to make HUD things. So I how believe, can I put them uh, in the environment? I believe Dead Space is the game that made Mark buy uh, his first high-def TV. Is that right? That is true, because I was Whoa. playing GTA 4 before there, and like the menus were blurred, and I was like, this is terrible. And then on a CRT? I played Dead Space. Yeah, it was on a CRT. Played, this was, how big was your tube television that you played GTA it was, 4 it was, on? It was enormous. It was it was enormous. And then I was <laughs> trying to play Dead Space, and I was like, it's time. And, and I was like, I don't know, nineteen twenty at the time, and I was like, okay, I need to and do something funny. about this. So many indie games try to emulate that CRT look now, so if only you waited. If only we had crappier TVs. That's fine. What, what, had... what part of uh, Dead Space are you in? Just uh, I might be in the middle. The, I'm about to fight the, the Leviathan. The ship is okay. the whole That's game. Like the... <laughs> is that a little Skywalker action figure? <laughs> Dave is holding what? an action figure who is wearing. It's Bruce a... Wayne. Oh. Oh, random. <laughs> this is this is a, an action figure of Michael Keaton. That is indeed Michael Keaton, Bruce Wayne. And uh, is that is that the one? Yeah, he came with like, like a snap-on Batman costume, but I don't know if I still have it. It's That's... kind of weird to think that Michael Keaton was Batman at a point in history. Like, he really? The guy who's Beetlejuice? He was Batman. Yeah, Beetlejuice is great. And he's multiplicity. The Vulture in Spider-Man: Homecoming. He's. What was that movie that Birdman. was like Birdman? Birdman. That was a good movie. And solid actor, Michael Keaton. I have not seen it. It's you just full Birdman? Stride good. Nah, that's a that's a one shot movie where it's like one continuous shot the whole time. Yeah. Oh, really? I think, did I make that? It's I not. Think I might... It's not Wait. one continuous shot the whole time, but there are very few cuts, I believe. No, nope, look, look it up. up. Look it up. Look it up. Fact yeah, checker. This is the Dinosaur Machines use Google a lot episode.com. <laughs> Pyramid one shot? No. If we, we, if we ever... Impossible. Oh, look at this. How how Birdman was made to look like it was a single shot. 
Interesting. So that's me with the games uh, and the internet gaming. It's fun. So, internet comic. Yeah, These man. are the characters that April pulled out of my bin of that is, girls. Let me describe Dr. Octopus, 90s Dr. Octopus. Yes. Orange collar, yes. green One of his tentacles has broken off very recently. Suction cup, <laughs> octopus tentacles. I also have this incredible Hulk here that only has one arm. <laughs> um, Dave has a collection of disfigured characters. But he's still kicking or punching in this case. He's still punching. You only need one arm to punch. Darkseid versus Hulk. Who wins? <laughs> <laughs> I know nothing of Darkseid. Didn't he kill Superman? Isn't that true? No, that's Doomsday. But Doomsday. I think they're the Doomsday. same um, race. Darkseid and Doomsday? Nope. <laughs> so Isn't that true? Picture, picture this, if you will, a dark side action figure just rearing just his thrusting. arms up and down, just thrusting his arms. So, all right. Well, speaking of rearing, I was rearing my arms the other day because I have platinumed God of War. You did. It's done. Oh, did you? I did it. And it was, it was almost a little sad to do it, quite frankly. I, I, when I, popped, I was like, I knew what I needed to do to pop the last trophy, and I just took a moment. I was just like, well, I, I'm glad I did that. Good. And it, did you get, like, all the armor and stuff in this game, which I didn't realize it would be? all the armor. Like, I got, like, one of the best ones. Like, it, to get... Unless you want to, like, really grind. Is it Thor's the, armor? Is it no, it's... Well, speaking of Thor, there is, um... I know nothing about... Thor? Comic. Hey. No, you actually don't even... See, you only see Thor very briefly. So that's for... Spoilers. God of War 5, 6. Well, I don't know. Like. See, it'll be interesting to see where they take it. But, uh, yeah, I did that. Um, I'm playing Danganronpa 3 for like 15 mm-hmm. minutes and I was like this is not the game I need right now and I'm looking forward to playing that so I was like I'm going to pause on that and I've been playing um, Evil Within 2 I've started it oh, um, really? I think I think Dan you mentioned before we're like throwing around games for Let's Plays and I was like Evil Within 2 and you're like nope the beginning is very slow and Evil Within yes, 2 is super dose. slow it, that that first 30, 40 minutes yeah. is terrible. Like, uh-huh. I, I get with a lot of times, like, you want to build exposition in the beginning. But as a game that's kind of like, you know, it's a survival horror game, you don't get a gun until a good 40, 45 minutes in. But does that just, make it scarier? Like, is it by design? Uh, like a little a gun, bit. Is but it it's an action like, game that you don't get a gun in because that'd be annoying? No, it's it's because it's setting up why you're doing what you're doing, not to spoil anything. I mean, the story's butt, so I don't think it matters. But I was just like, oh, I'm waiting because you know when I think about like I played Evil Within One, like that game. It's you know it, it was kind of like I wish they kept making games like Resident Evil Four. Well, that's it. That's like the thread and like Dead Space, like that third person. You're building your you're upgrading your weapons and you're building out like stats and things like that, and. It just took, like, they just, they put a lot of time in the exposition for something that's dumb anyway. And it just took so long to finally, like, okay, now we're, we're rolling here. But now I'm probably, like, four hours in, and it's like, now, now I'm into All it. Right. Now it's good. So you would say that the slog in the beginning was worth it, but looking yeah, back, but you I, I just, do it again. We were yeah, talking just, about slogs the other day. Slugs? Yeah, <laughs> just, like, the sense of, like, sometimes you... After you've sunk a certain amount of time into something, you know, you make a decision, like, either it's not worth it, I'm not going to continue anymore, or you start, like, hate consuming it. You know what I mean? It's like, you hate consume, and you're like, this better pay off eventually. Dave, I can't... It sounds like 
I can't tell you how on point you are for some points. He's very on point. It's like a graph. It's like later. the amount of effort I'm putting in versus like the enjoyment and feedback I'm getting. Right. It's like mm-hmm. if right now it's an imbalance, so it better go another balance the other way pretty soon. But you're getting yeah, your but, money was worth right now. You're getting yeah. it back. Now, now I feel like it because now I'm in like the areas where you're allowed to, like it's, it's way more open than the first one. And you have like main quests and side quests and you're gathering items and upgrading things. So like now, now I'm, I'm jiving. But I was telling Dave before Pod, like it's been Overwatch has kind of been sticking its nose in the way. And I came really, and the reason was like I, I got on like a good roll. I won like 15 matches in a row. And I was like, I, I have to keep playing because I'm so close to getting like platinum in uh, competitive. In but then I lost. Platinum like, the sounds last so hep- good, but there's still like three tiers above it so how good is it it's like you're still well, like you know that's like for yeah, us Indian you know master class or whatever yeah. yeah exactly that's like this is like oh like for look us, where i am us, yeah you won't but like i've lost like the last face or whatever they're called yeah like, check out my and platinum just, ranking my plats but now it's it, but then like it's just a reminder again it's like the game is just fun when you're having fun with the people you're playing with and it's so dependent on your team and like I just had so many like run-ins with just like toxic players, and I'm just like, the worst. why am I why am I wasting my time? Uh, I with still this haven't existence? had that specific experience with Overwatch because I don't I ho- talk. I hope to anyone. I you don't play competitive with strangers. No, I don't talk to anyone who isn't you guys. I have voice. No, neither n- neither do I. But it was just the idea. It's like just listening to them and like hearing how terrible they are as people. And you know, it's just like you know, it's a game. Like let's not get crazy. People are getting really yeah. angry at things and i get it like you want to take it seriously but like it just games are fun like if when you're not fun. having f- yes. yeah like that's the one thing i learned from dave as much it's like when it's not fun you really need to evaluate what you're doing yeah and like it's not fun when you play with those kids what also might not be described as fun the, is detention the problem, according to a third of this podcast <laughs> before we do that i want to say one oh, of the problems done. is that like when you with overwatch it's like at least a 10 to 20 minute like decision you just made to start a competitive yeah totally and now true. you're stuck with these people that you you would no longer you would wish to no longer associate with or suffer the consequences of, of possibly getting banned or lose sr see what i i wish what they would do is like that avoid his teammate thing if they just let that be permanent i just like okay i never want to encounter this human again <laughs> It's the Please. equivalent of like walking to a coffee shop on a blind date, sitting down, and mm. the first thing they say is something completely hateful, and you're like, it's "Like you know who you hate? And you're people of color." Chair. And you're like, "Oh, <laughs> like let's hang out for thirteen to fifteen minutes." I'm gonna stand here and just grab my chair and just brunt it. But another game you have to brunt as you sit there with your with your chair. Detention, the game we played. Oh man, oh, man. let's talk about detention, baby. Well, Dan, let's let's start oh, off with the big Oh my god. Boy. Stop <laughs> with the start. Dan, did you pull up the synopsis for detention? You have a screenshot oh, of it on it? your phone. It's uh, not your new wallpaper. <laughs> I just googled the word detention. I didn't even What is the definition of detention? It's right there. I don't it's know if that's going to work thing. for you. 10 out of 10 on st- Let's 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 slow down and go back listen we'll thank you for bearing with us through this tough and hard time technical difficulties aside what one day dan will be ready <laughs> uh, hold on i'm not it might not be appropriate he's not ready yet. at work interesting okay. detention is an atmix 
Atmospheric. Attention is an atmospheric, atmospheric horror game set in the 1960s. Taiwan, under martial law, that was weird, incorporated religious elements based on Taiwanese slash Chinese culture and mythology. The game provided players with a unique graphics and gaming experience. This game is overwhelmingly reviewed in a good way. Um, like a red <laughs> candle. The English... Is not, is, not, is not there tonight. It's, it's not coming to you easily. Let's, uh, let's hear your guesses for the popular user-defined tags for this product. Uh, sexy. Cult- Ooh. Sexy. sexy. Dave is down for There's sexy. Nothing, there is nothing sexy about this game. Um, I'm going to go with cultural. I will uh, now take away both of your gaming cards. You now have to read books forever. Yeah, Horror. <laughs> atmospheric. Buzzle. Puzzle. Oh my god. Puzzle. puzzle? There's no B anywhere in sight for any of these tags. Puzzle, story rich, and indie. Puzzles. Indie Those indie. are like uh, puzzles for bees, right? Yeah. <laughs> They're trying to get through their hive. Uh, <laughs> this is a puzzle, isn't it, Henry? Anyway. This is quite the puzzle. So, well, Dan gave us the formal. Dave, break it down. Okay. What is detention? So, spoilers ahead. Warning, this is a spoiler yes. for the podcast. Thank you. Right? There it is. <laughs> this is your All time right, so to get out now. De- detention is basically a point-and-click adventure game that is survival horror part psychological horror. You uncover the secrets of Rey and what ties her together with Wei, who you first start the game as. Mm. Through this nightmarish alternative reality. And the game just seems to have symbolism all over the face for the struggles that Ray is having in her life. Your job as the player is to guide her through the nightmare and find reconciliation with her life. It One way or another. That's, mm. that's really on point. It is on point. One thing it's like that... I played the game. <laughs> I played the game too. So let, I'm not even going to start. I'm not going to start. No, dance close. The, let's not pick up. You want me to start? I'll play no, it right well, now. It's still open. Uh, I know, and I'm sure you're, Dan is very close to the end, and we, we picked on him to make yeah, sure wait, he doesn't he, finish it. He was it. almost about to beat the game, and we said, no, we have to record the podcast now. Specifically the I said. 15 minutes, which is how far away I am from the well, anyway. <laughs> but let's start with, basically, the genre, I think, is a good place, because, you know, we're, we're 52 episodes in now, and we don't pick a lot of spookies. This game is a little spooky. I think we and can do pick a lot of spookies. There's a few spookies. What else have we picked that spooky? All right, maybe not. I don't know. Black yeah, right. Cross kind of. Sp- oh no, 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 the big thing it was kind of violent, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but even like that, I think it's not as tense as this. Like games I that are really tense. like, like real survival horror games. Yeah. So like this, I wouldn't consider survival horror. But like yeah. games like this, why do you think like so this is a genre? Maybe this was like kind of just a point that I think I have a very kind of odd relationship with because like I'm even talking about Evil Within Two. I never enjoy playing these games, but yet I always feel myself like I have to play that game. Like I don't want to, but I I do. Like like and do I, you think it makes you a better person for playing it? Like I have no idea. Like <laughs> I'm smart goes, reading. Like you have to read this boring book, but you're smarter when you say I've read 
Hercules. I, don't know. I literally I have. To be more, I need to be more cultured. I can't just consume this trash all the time. No, literally, I do. do maybe that is the thing about my character. Like I've read. You guys ever read like David Your Foster Wallace? No. He's like a genius, like, and I don't I've, think he's I've, not. I'm just like, have you met me? Like. <laughs> Have I read a book? No. Like, I've read, like, stuff by him just because, like, everyone's like, he's really smart. You should read his stuff. And then I try, and it's really hard. It, like, make, takes me a lot of time. And I'm like, okay, I think I get what he's saying. And that's how I kind of feel, like, with, like, survival horror games. Like, the, the, like that dead space, evil within. It's like, I'm always, when I get home from work, and if I get, like, 30 minutes to play, I'm like, I don't want to play that because it, it makes me feel bad. But yet, I keep every time like a survival horror game gets like some buzz. I'm like, well, I gotta play that because there's an experience. Sarah there. is missing. That game was kind of similar. See, to this. It's, it's it's a thing that you do. You pick. These is it games. just me? It's yeah, yeah, it who is. picked her story? That game also has some scary little tones to it. Oh, the, in the her story's season. barely scary at no, all. No, that's not I scary. am a crazy. wuss, so it was terrifying. Well, like, am I the only I one who has kind of like one. a? What did you pick? I think somewhere, somewhere, it's like something it. that like Dan was like, "Why did you pick this?" See, I th- I feel like Dave, especially like to death. Hey, we, didn't, we were scared of it. We were grossed out by Bow Boy. Well, see, is that is that what it is? Is it is it the disturbing imagery? Is it like what is it about? Like for Little me, I think it is. Is your choice? I think for me, the <laughs> thing is like the kind of idea. It's like the tension of feeling helpless in like a situation where it's like limited resources. Mm-hmm. I think that it is like I mean, it's that I, delicate balance. If I may, if I may, excuse me, uh, if I may, please, excuse me. Um, Wait, Dan's from my perspective, when it comes to scary games, what was that, Mister Grimmer? Wait, nothing, nothing. Keep going. That's nope. fine. Um, as someone who played this game fully up until not. The Wait, end. that's a Foo Fighter shirt that also has bowling on it. It was like this shirt made for you. Let him let him talk. No, it's fine. David, steer right. So so okay. When you play this game, you get scared into wanting to know more, sort of. Like, it just, like, mm. attacks you with this jump scare, or it attacks it's, you with Oh, weird... what? Why? Yeah. Like, at <laughs> moments where you're not expecting it, and then... But you're, like, you're so chill at that point. Like, it gets you there. It massages you in. Most horror games. I'm not talking about this one specifically, but they massage you in. And then right when you're like, okay, I'm playing this. It's kind of creepy, but I'm, I'm feeling fine, safe. It, like, jabs yeah. you right in the throat. And that makes you feel something... And then you want more, even though it feels bad, which is sadistic, but it's something we do. That's mm. why the horror genre, about that, I think, is, is so big. I don't know. I don't chase the genre at all. Like, I never feel like yeah. I want to play that. Yeah, that, I would definitely say of the three of us, you definitely played the, the least amount. So is it that feeling? Or like, what is it about the genre that you don't care for? I don't want to be scared. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't like being scared. I'm not scared by games like Dead Space. I'm not scared by it. It's creepy and gross, but I'm not like... Eh. You're really not scared by Dead Space? I mean, it's gotten me a couple times, but nowhere near how detention got me. Nowhere near. Same thing with Doki Doki Literature Club. Nowhere near that level of, like, I'm comfortable, and now you're terrifying me. It's more like, I know I'm on a spaceship filled with aliens. I know that they're trying to kill me. This game's mm. like, I'm a girl walking around a detention camp. What's, I just I don't mean, know if I get, like, if I'm into the whole being scared thing. Like, this is not a, a hobby like I, where that's an emotion you want to feel at that point. Yeah, like, I don't really watch horror movies, you know, I don't 
it's not something I do. It's not, it's not something I feel like I'm missing out on. So let me you ask know? you this though: You love Doki Doki. Yeah, it's great. But, but it's not it, scary. It didn't scare. It's psychological. That game is psychological horror, just like this game. Yeah, is. yeah, but, but it's, you it's can't like it's trying die. to break the four walls. Cool. It's interesting. Oh no, I'm not saying it's. Mm. It's. I'm just saying it's not scary. I, but I'm, I'm not. I'm not scared of that game. Mark, were you scared by Doki Doki at all? No, because I think in the format, and I think this is very specific to me. Like I'm I always just a big like wimp. I consider myself a big wuss too, but and I, I'm always very cognizant though of like the type of game I'm playing. So like when I'm playing Doki Doki, I'm like, this is a visual novel. I'm not worried about dying because it's not a big deal. Like for this, and even like the terms of like the death states in in detention, like it really isn't. And you, as we start playing, as we start getting into like the actual game, like there isn't. It has the 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 veneer of kind of being a survival horror game, but really the terms of the dangers and things like that they're actually kind of minimal. I thought. Yeah. The, um, the, what do they call them? The languished. The, the spirits. The scare. The the gross ones that attack you if you're breathing near them, and then the the lantern gross ones. Toots. But what are they so, called? Yeah. The languished. I thought it was the languished. Something like that. But, but before we begin, let's let's kind of touch upon just, like, the puzzleness. Because really, I think, as the tags kind of indicate, like, this is, first and foremost, it's a point-and-click. Um, I played it on PS4. Everyone else? Whatever else played it I played it on the Switch. On PC. Ooh, look at us. Little, I paid eight ninety nine so. for it. It was 11% off. Nice. Um, what do we think of, like, the puzzles, the kind of, the solving thing? Because that's really the big mechanic. Like, let's start with mm-hmm. Dave. What, as a as a, someone who I know intimately about their port and click backgrounds, what did you think of this? I thought the puzzles were fair, you know, um, which is good. That and is good. <laughs> no, like I thought they were fair. like I think the difficulty around the puzzles, like you wouldn't get stuck for more than like fifteen twenty minutes probably, mm-hmm. unless you really like don't know what you're doing here. You know, like what like if you don't see the correlation, but um, uh, like I I, I thought it was a good game. In terms of the puzzles, what did you think, Dan? Puzzles are fine. Um, it's just like this game's atmosphere made them harder mm. because you. It was almost like I know what to do for the puzzle. What's going to get in my way, in between point A and point B? That really like I kept texting you guys the last couple of weeks about playing this game and how I hated it. I hate <laughs> this game. I love what it does, and I think it does what it does very well. And I think building the atmosphere, focusing on that, and then making the puzzles sort of secondary kind of really is its strength. Because so, I don't think they were very hard mm. to solve. It's like, okay, I need this. I need this. Fine. And they put those enemies in the way, which is kind of annoying sometimes. Like, you're like, yeah. I have to cross paths with this thing, or I can go around it by going in the classroom and going around. Yeah. Like those, y- like, yeah. But even and that's that what I, big I noticed, too. Like, I felt like going through, like, like, the game does a good job at kind of, like, segmenting itself, so it has, Mm -hmm. like, these specific areas, and it it really turned into the pattern of, let me go everywhere I can, what items can I get, what things are preventing me from going to new areas, how do I use the items to get there? Yeah. And then, what? Do you think that they purposely put those spirits in places that Ray would want to avoid? Like, if you went back and, like, outside of this classroom, maybe it was, like, Yoon's classroom that she taught I didn't, I didn't, at. Like, like, maybe I there's did not think of it that for, deeply. like, her version for, you know, 
I'm sure oh. it's there. One thing I noticed about the, the spirit placement is that they only some they sometimes only showed up after you went into a room and then came back out to backtrack yeah. after receiving an item. <laughs> they so they, they wanted were to like, surprise you. They knew you yeah. would have to go back. They knew you felt safe going in, and then they said, "Okay, well now you have to <laughs> remember what we said about this one creature," yeah. and then you would probably die because they're creepy they're creepy they loom towards you and they're terrifying and they See, were totally part it, of the puzzles too because you had to remember how to get a wa- around them and they they were themselves little miniature puzzles yeah and i thought like the whole like holding breath like especially for the first like they're I'm just trying to remember the tep enemies just the tep enemies that walk and you linger. have to hold the breath the, the linger. linger thank you and the lantern like are the other ones yeah yeah i thought it's just another it was, form of the lingered another yeah like they're all kind of that form it's like this like these these spirits and i thought that they served as an obstacle and like there's that item that allows you to like lure them a little With bit the, the food, food. The, like, yeah food does that work on it, more than the lingered i don't know quite frankly but like i never ended up actually using it and that was like my big takeaway from the enemies like they felt like these little with the spirit like food? not even yeah, no, yeah, yeah, you can yeah. put it. You put them down as lore, and they'll they'll every time you use it. If you go where the save point is, it'll there'll be another one. Yeah, and it it was just like this idea that I felt like there weren't an obstacle as more as kind of like a nuisance, because they weren't yeah. re- like when I compare it to games like um, like Soma and those other games where you're like first person and there's this thing coming after you and you have to hide. Yeah, like all these that's that terror because you're into these cycle. Yeah, and that's the whole thing. It's like, what do I like? But even like that game, but like that's a great game. But I was terrified playing it, and never wanted to play it. But I played it. Um, Like those games were like tense and really scary. Like for this, it just felt like you're putting this here because you feel like you need to almost. And then narratively, like they kind of stops halfway, slightly to distract you from what's really going on. Like, yeah, it like, just kind of felt like a game of two halves, and that that was a very much a thing of yeah. the first half, and then it goes away in the second, and which I think the second half may well, as well before we get all there. All the go go away after you open the door, right? Right. After you open like the door with that seems to portray those gods or whatever they are who represent the doorway to to death. Yes. So the. With the the guy with the fan and the guy with the yes, like a, a wooden plank sort of. Yeah, I forgot what they called it. Right, the man with the wooden plank. I can see official name. Oh. Mm. So, but so like as we start kind of thinking like that on the actual like other gameplay pieces of it, point click, and I, I thought what was kind of cool about this, and it was one of the reasons it got so much buzz was like, this is a cool like timepiece game. Like, it happens at a time period that's a real thing. Mm-hmm. And it does... And I thought this was the big strength of the game. It was, like... It's trying to kind of... Not educate. Like, it wasn't, like, preachy. But it, it informed me, at least I'll say. Like, this whole thing about what was going on in Taiwan in the 60s. About... You know, especially as, like, Americans who have grown up in a very kind of comfortable environment. We haven't worried about, mm-hmm. you know, government instability or coups or things like that. Or, like, martial law. Like one of those things that kind of brought into your horizon about like how diverse the world is and how these different things are. And I thought it did a great job at kind of like explaining this to me, but at the same time, not feeling like preachy. I don't know. What would you guys um, think about this whole thing? I I watched Trevor Noah's stand up recently 
um, on Netflix, and he was talking about like if you want to really like, he's like the one thing I can tell you if you want to learn more about the world, if you really want to be a cultured person, he's like travel, it's like go mm. everywhere you can, and like you'll just your view of the world will change so immensely that you that you'll focus on what's really important, you know. I know. But, what were you thinking, Dan, as you were going through all this, like this this background of this world? It did feel like a timepiece, um, for sure. It built on that a lot as well. It built on like the strange feelings you get when they speak about how superior these officers are, and little things like when you see a statue of the country's president, how it just says you can see this statue from everywhere on the school grounds. Yeah. Hey, but like, he had a statue. I know. He, I think that's what set me off on the whole statue. I was wondering because right. I, 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 I passed that. I passed that earlier, and I'm like, I was like, thinking, I want a statue. <laughs> <laughs> statues on the brain, and and just that little note. I'm like, wow, that isn't fiction. That is real, and that that was it. Set it back in reality, and also a, a, a reality that was not real for me, but real and scary for someone else. So that's like a whole other level that could have been its own game. Like just like mm. learning about that stuff and like, wow, that, that, and that's real. Like, yeah. And it wasn't even that long ago when you think no, about it. like 60s? 50 years. Yeah. yeah. Like our parents were alive. Our parents like, were alive. They were chilling. <laughs> like, it, you know, but they were yeah. not born in Taiwan. So thankfully they didn't have no, to deal with no, us. No, it did change things. But yeah, so that, I think that was a really good, um, I think the setting they chose was really powerful. And, yeah, it, good. It, and I, I thought, like, just to, just to kind of build the background, if you haven't played it, listener, it's like Taiwan in the 60s, it's all about fear of communism. And because of that, martial law has been instituted on the island. Um, there's a lot of forbidden texts, things you can't read in terms of the rules are very strict because everything's run by the military. And a lot of people at this time are imprisoned, put to death, and a real situation happened. And there are two main characters uh, Ray and Way kind of grow up during this time period. Yes. You start off as Way, then you transition to Ray. And I, I was kind of like expecting as that, that transition happened, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go back and forth between them. But you don't. It's really kind of Way starts you off, and then the whole game is Ray. Well, what I were you guys thinking is that? Attached, attached to Way first. They start you off as Way. You walk around, you're like a hero. You find this girl who's like, you know, seems to be asleep and alone on in a chair in the auditorium. What, what the hell's right. going on? You wake her up. You bring her to safety. You're like, I'm going to go get help. And then after that, you're Ray. Right. Yeah. Inexplicably, something happens to Ray. Yes. And, and then you find him as Ray. And then... Yeah. And now the world's that's... really flipped. It was already <laughs> flipping a little bit, but now it's like super flipped. Yeah. And it almost gave me kind of like the like a Metal Gear Solid 2 vibes too a little bit. It was like, you know, you have this uh-huh. expectation as you start off and you're like, oh, I'm going to be this person. And Snake, then it's I'm, completely... Yeah, exactly. Except at least she's on the cover of the box. That is true. But I, I think it was important because as you kind of unravel what the story is, like it makes sense why they make you be him at first because it adds a little bit of emotional weight to it. So... So basically, as we kind of get to like the, now the big story beats and stuff, like you are, if you know, Way wakes up kind of in this school. He's trying to figure out what his situation is, and everyone's gone. the I, The area where the school is kind of built is now separated, and he's trying to figure out what it is. And then he finds Ray, and then it switches to her. And basically, 
it happens in two stages where it starts off you're controlling her and she's in the first half of the game going through the school it is extremely gruesome it's it's extremely bloody there are these yeah. ghosts and at this point dave like we'll start with you like what were you thinking of that in that first part of the game um like what was happening mostly like what what's going on here and yeah. like just obviously i'm gonna search around the school and figure out what's going on but like it they it takes so you start gathering some information that like you know when the the officer comes looking for for waste teacher early in the beginning you know what's going on there and like and then there's like you you call you answer the phone that's ringing and mm. you get called to the the office upstairs right you know i'm waiting for you you're like who's waiting for me you know who even knows i'm here you know right. has this happened before things of that nature um but yeah i mean that's all for the early part of the game it's really like you're just trying to figure out what's going on I feel, how much of this is real and how much of it is not i feel as though yeah, i had that feeling you know, for most of the game which is good but it was also like it added to the suspense and fear because you're not sure if something supernatural is going on obviously the symbolism is all supernatural but you don't know if it's a ghost story and you and which is you know great because you left questioning that on top of learning more about these characters as people mm-hmm. and and um that I, th- I think that was a really good move on their part you know what what was sadly one of the scariest parts for me mm. you know when you go upstairs to that one office and there's only one desk chair in yes there? but the one you have to put with the blood yeah you have to put oh the, yeah yeah you have to put the blood on to find out what the the codes are or whatever yes mm-hmm. And, um, I, so I go to that detention desk, like that's the, I assume that's like why it's called detention. Right. Like that's, people are going up there to be punished for gambling, apparently. Like there was, mm. there's a lot of r- dice rolling happening, whatever that game is, what's it what's called? Whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. Okay. See how, how cool I was. Craps, I guess. Sure. Yeah. Um, anyway, the, um. I was like, I thought it was for a moment. I thought it was gonna be like this weird Blair Witch moment, mm. where like if I sat in the desk, I wouldn't be able to get up. Like that, I'd just be stuck in the desk, and that would and the game would change from there. But interesting. <laughs> I was afraid to check out the desk too much. Yeah, well, that's that goes back to the stage they set, I think, because you you know yeah. you go through the first ten percent of the game, and then it just switches on you, and you're like, when's this gonna happen to Ray? When is this weird supernatural force going to take hold of the situation again and change me. And, and that's like all throughout the game, I feel. Yeah. And I thought it was such an interesting kind of tone shift where like, I think the way in my head, I kind of wrote down, it was like, um, well, wrote down in my notebook. It was like, it's like survival horror in the beginning where you're seeing a lot of this like disturbing imagery and there's a lot of blood and gore. But then the second half turns really into psychological horror where, all these weird circumstances really starts getting very introspective on Ray and who she is. So you start kind of figure out who she is. Well, at the same time, it's very clear from the beginning of the game and the, and everything starts that it's it seems to be like Ray's inner demons. Mm-hmm. Whenever like they the screen flashes and stuff, it's always like her face with like crazy eyes and stuff like that. 
Like when she looks in the mirror and then she punches it and she breaks it and then she's like, oh no, what happened? What happened? I like blacked out. You know what I mean? Did you get a similar feeling, Dan? Because yeah, I did. Because her eyes black out halfway through the game. They just they go black. There's no more white to her eyes. Mm. Um, and I at that point, I was like, okay, any doubt I had that this wasn't about her inner demons is now gone because she looks like an actual demon. And they always depict her in this way that, like, she's just coming apart at the seams. When her neck breaks in that mirror scene that Dave's referencing, my it's leg like, hairs... Like, what's her face? They turn, yeah, the Yuri or... Natsuki. Natsuki. Yes. My leg hairs turned into actual needles. And I just, like, could not... <laughs> I was like, I can't, I can't. And then I had to shut it off. But things like that just kept you... They kept coming up at the right pace. Mm. And you were like, this, See, is, this game's going to just take I, you apart. <laughs> I must be like just ignorant of things because like I didn't really start picking apart that this is all about Ray and her inner things until kind of the second half where it starts mm. getting into her when home starts, life and who when she... you start doing the time traveling and seeing her home life yeah and, and I and I think even those like I I think as a whole like those are my favorite parts of this game where it's getting into mm. like the radio puzzle where you're going through these different scenes and you start unraveling things about her her home life is very crappy. Her dad is like terrible. And her mom is kind of feels kind of very much helpless to Mm -hmm. put up against them. So she ends up seeking refuge from this teacher who the counselor, right? Yeah. This counselor who she ends up having an affair with was the counselor having an affair with Yin. I I felt a little, she, he's, they mentioned that like they once had a relationship too. Yeah. So it seems like she's not really special to him. She's just kind of like the next one. I guess is a, is a fair way to put Maybe, that. Maybe, or that that might not be um, fair to say. I don't know. But you can also <laughs> you can also say like, what is Yoon's um, motive for stopping his relationship? Other than you know she she being young and this not being very professional, he's like maybe she's jealous too, and maybe maybe that's what Ray sees this as as mm-hmm. like. Oh, you can't have him anymore. Now you don't want me to have him. Yeah, it's hard, kind of peeling away, like what's her versus like what actually happened. Because I think that gives Ray some motive to what she does. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. So like, and as and like, it really was until those portions against when I realized like this whole thing is kind of this. This is all. It, it is very much like Silent Hill too, where this whole mm. disturbing world is all about her inner demons. Her all about her, mm. her f- working through these realities of what she's done in her actual life as then this only kind of kind of revealed yeah. and, I, and i feel very fortunate as we were there as dan was starting to like unravel this like dan wh- how do you think your opinion about ray changed throughout the story i was uh i was gonna ask you guys this question but i'll just say off the bat i did not trust ray from basically the beginning like mm-hmm. I, she just came out of nowhere and then all of a sudden mm-hmm. she's me and i'm like oh she's not on ways side ultimately i don't think it just didn't feel like she was the same kind of character that way was like way was just a lost kid in the area but like just the fact that ray was placed in that chair like off the bat i was like who is this weird girl what is she doing it, here yeah it is an interesting like, introduction to her where you just kind of find her and she's and just sitting like, there why was and, she here and yeah. no one else is there so off the bat i just like my opinion of her starts off negative and it just continues to go up and down. And um, towards the end of the game, when you find out she has an affair with the counselor, I just, like, I didn't really think negatively of her, because in that situation, obviously, the counselor is 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 the creep. Um, right, as the older. Then, you know, I, then the older you start to see her. Entering she, this Lolita situation. She's had a bad yep. life, 
she's had an abusive family life, more yeah, or less, her, and she's her had her father's been cheating. A counselor who's abusive, like all these. And she, so she's had yeah. a bad, she had a bad deck dealt to her. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it, and it makes me think of just, again, it, it bringing back to the backdrop of the situation that like, you know, for for being in situations that are difficult like this, where you're looking for an outlet, you're looking for support, like mm-hmm. how important media is then in that like games movies books things where you can find stories about people and i think goes to the power of narratives of people who have similar circumstances and you could pull out messages you could pull out experiences that you can relate to and see like when they act out how poorly things go for them yeah and like you know (laughs) for her because she grew up in taiwan during this time like D- yeah. this is not available to her like it, this is forbidden yeah. so she literally has no outlet and then that kind of the ties way into it where way this kind of creative inquisitive person he joins this kind of we you slowly kind of unravel he joins this book club which is really all about yeah. reading these forbidden these books forbidden texts. Yeah. yeah and she ends up ratting him out that he's and, involved and with us she gets like she gives she turns over the roster of people who are in right. this book club which is strictly about kind of getting back at the teacher, at Yoon, getting back. She's the one yeah. running it, and the girl, and who and the counselor the is the one su- supplying the books. I think so. I think so. so. This this whole thing so she's is getting back at all of them. Yeah, and and it's for such a, and that's what I thought was so interesting about like her as a character because it's such from an it's understandable. It's extremely petty, and when you think about it, you're mm-hmm. ruining these three people's lives, like. Yoon ends up fleeing the country. I don't remember. Yeah. Does she and kill then she the... dies of like lung disease much later. Lung Something cancer. like that. Wei ends up getting jailed for 15, f- years. 15 years. I don't remember yeah. what happens to the counselor. I think did she shoot him. I don't know. She shoots somebody. She shoots. I don't Yin. think she shoots him. Does she? I feel like there's a scene where she shoots somebody. She shoots yeah. Yin square in the head. Maybe that wasn't like actually happening though. Cause Dave is right. There's a, a thing about, her fleeing the country, and then so maybe that was kind of like, but like this whole oh, game. That, oh, you're talking about in the mirror scene. Yeah, yeah. Ah. No, Yoon lives. You get like a, you get um a newspaper clipping for what her for what happened to Yoon. Like it's in the diary yeah. later. Yeah, and, and that was one of my favorite thing parts about this game. Like yeah. I have such a sauce. Yeah, that's for... one of those fragmented reality situations because like what she's doing and what her reflection is doing is not the same. Yes. That so is... there's a part of her that wants to just shoot her in the head. But that's not necessarily the action that actually happens. Right. And I have such a soft spot for stories that are built around very surrealist imagery that is all mm. strictly based upon kind of exercising inner demons and, and mm. internal conflicts and things like that. Yes. So as it kind of is revealed, then this whole game is about Ray and her coming to terms, maybe, with the things mm. that she's done at this time period and that she's really, it's like she's kind of stuck in this scary realm where she is very much trapped with her, yes. what she's done, um, but see that. But then, the, compared to the first, like you know, like there's there's that one scene where, and it's kind of where it makes the jump from survival to psychological. There's this one particular monster you don't ever really see, the but big it's got one like with multiple, all the limbs. The, yeah, and she runs oh, from the it limbo at one monster. Point. Yeah, like I was hoping that that stuff would have carried over more. You to think the that's half. a representation of? Uh... Of like the martial law, that like is like is, is a force in this whole thing, you know, like because yeah. her action of turning over this list, if there's no martial law, maybe they get reprimanded and that's it. 
Right. But because of what's going on right now, the severity of her action is intensified. So I guess maybe that's... You know that's, what I mean? Like, that's, yeah. And then I think that's some of the representation of the puppets, too. Mm. It's like, they're all... They're all puppets in this scenario, and you just doing this little action actually causes this person to get shot. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and and, and I guess yeah, because I guess before I kick it to you, though, like I felt like I was hoping for a little bit more tie-in to mm-hmm. like her figuring out those demons, but at, but as now you explain, I guess that makes sense because like those are circumstances she can't control. So why would yeah. she be able to address them in this realm yeah. or whatever it is? But what were we gonna yeah. say, Dan? About you know what oh, I was? Oh, okay, good. You had Dan. You talk. <laughs> The the one of the scenes that really hit Dave me Marshall. was it goes back to that scene where she shot Yin, or or mm. what we're supposed to believe is Yin getting shot, is that you get I her name is Yoon, but keep it Yoon was it really Yain. I thought it was is it not Y U N I thought it was Y U N I, I wrote that Yin. well the teacher yeah, who was a female right. Yin or Yoon um, okay she okay. gets maybe I'm figured, it she gets figuratively shot in the head what happens is Wei gives. Uh, Ray <laughs> Way gives Ray a book list but when you check your inventory it is a handgun that mm. and then all of a sudden Ray is forced weapon. to walk so the symbolism being here's the book list of forbidden texts she shoots the teacher in the head with it because that's pretty much the end of the teacher because of all of these things going on the sneaky book mm-hmm. club that they have and right. it's all hidden and it's just that little bit of symbolism and the way they handled the that scene just club. <laughs> take that Listen, Doki. this is the real literature club yeah that actually thought immediately of Doki Doki I was like mm, no more literature clubs <laughs> it's ironic that the two games about book clubs mm. we've played are both terrifying well I think it speaks to one of the big ideas about the idea that you should of, stay away from book clubs no but I've said the idea oh. of, of knowledge and understanding and like the power yeah. of narratives and things like that which I thought was was an interesting thing about like why you know literally these, these people in this situation are kind of risking their lives for this mm-hmm. and so, she kind of completely subverts it as we kind of then get to the end of the game and she has to kind of rope with the decisions what she's done mm-hmm. and uh, and I, I oh what were we gonna say Dave? I was gonna say I think there's a very interesting thing that happens in the game right before you open the doors which puts her on, on onto the path of reconciliation in mm-hmm. my opinion. Maybe. She goes... She Well, you, you can reconcile one way or another. You know what I mean? Yeah. Either way, she's come to some sort of peace, we'll say. Well, we'll keep going. But it, we'll keep going. That's it. But my point is, before she goes through those doors, she goes through some acts that she doesn't really have faith in, but she's learned from her mother from doing. Right? Like, she, they make you do those actions where she's like... I've seen mom do this a million times. She burns the spirit money. Right. She asks mm. for protection. And, you know, and then she goes and she lights the incense and prays for one thing or another. I don't really remember what. But the point is, like, she goes through these actions because she's, she's... When do you do something like that? Like, how many times do we learn that, like, people pray to God for forgiveness right before they're going to die because they're afraid? Right. Mm-hmm. You know, like... You know what I mean? Like, she's she's about to go through the point of no return for her. Right. There's no atheists in foxholes. I'm going to not be uh, coy about this. I've been playing through the game's ending as we are doing this podcast because I feel like it's fitting. And I just awesome. hit upon a piece that I feel like I should share. It's a clipping in the game that mm-hmm. I found. I want to read it back to you guys because it's relevant. Clipping, okay. return, return home for burial. Half a century in exile, blacklisted to return home for burial. During the period mm-hmm. of martial law... 
Miss Yin, sorry, Yin Sui Han was a wanted political fugitive. She was lucky to evade arrest and left the country only to be blacklisted. She traveled the world fighting for human rights and freedom of expression, but unfortunately died of lung cancer at the age of 50. Her last mm-hmm. wish was to be able to be to return to her hometown. Now this wish can be achieved with the lifting of martial law. So right. she she survived the experience. She didn't survive to an old age, but yes, she fought she the good a fight. Good person, right? She fought the good fight of expression. Right, and, and like she lived such a noble life, but then again, according to Ray, like she is like the enemy. And mm. so, like, you get to this point where at the end, where even the enemy, and the way tells her, oh. She thinks so highly of you. She's always talking about how smart you are, had such good papers you wrote. Right, and it, and it is an interesting kind of, like, point of view thing where you're kind of viewing this through Ray's point of view, but, like, you get little hints here and there that, like, this is not, like, this is strictly her, and who these people are might be different. Yeah. So you kind of get these series of, of choices at the end where you're asked to specifically address the relationship with the counselor, the relationship with Wei and what you did with Wei. And if you pick... But the, I don't know if it's the wrong thing, but there are two endings to this game, which is the ending that I got, which I think is the same ending that Dave got, where she kind of goes this, and then she ends up back on stage with a crowd, and she hangs herself on stage. Mm. Uh, is that what you got, Dave? I'm guessing. Yes, that yes. was that was what I thought the ending of the game was. And How was did like, you then interpret well, that? What? How did you interpret that ending? That um. She was so upset with what she did that she killed herself. Yeah, which I like, think is she actually, what happened. Like, yeah, yeah, and I think that that's. I think that no matter what you see as the ending, that that's her end. Well, I yeah, I think realistically, yes, that is physically you know? what happens to Ray. But like, would you consider that like an like I think you said kind of that idea of reconciliation, like. Well, I think that she's so tortured by the guilt of what she's done that she kills herself mm. in that. But I think that maybe that's not necessarily what you, you can do. Because the other option is, like, if you talk to your spirit self a bunch and you... And I think it's maybe about forgiveness and stuff. Mm. I'm not really sh- sure. I think that's and what here's the, the choice thing, is. Like, the I, was, I was focusing on my parents... Mm. mentally at this time and I was like no I'm not going to forgive my dad for what he did and I'm thinking about that and that puts me on this path Mm. whereas I think you're supposed to be thinking about like your actions as as a snitch and stuff like that and then you think about you know forgiving and and and, you know that you were in the wrong right and then you and then you get the the way ending where you learn that ways survived and you know, he comes back to school. <laughs> he comes back to school to check out the, and he sees the auditorium all covered in graffiti and everything. Right. But and no he, noose is there. And it's funny that you bring that up because like the way, because there are these scenes where you see this guy in a striped shirt, like going through yeah. it. And I originally interpreted that, that I thought it was his, her dad. And that he, yeah, but it's something way, happened right? to Ray where he's feeling mm-hmm. the re- the regret and remorse for his decisions and how it led his daughter that way. But mm-hmm. yeah, then it turns out it is way. I thought I, f- I was just thinking it was a ghost. I didn't even know like what it was. It when actually, sure. you're I thought kind that of the that ghost. was the snitch. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. So you know, and, and see, so the I didn't realize I, that she was the snitch at that point. Yeah, and and then once that reveal kind of it's made, like I interpreted the way ending as kind of like, mm-hmm. so you're able to kind of reconcile your decisions and come to peace with him. Because basically, when you think about it, you've kind of ruined his life. 
that yeah, he spent 15 the years of everyone on that list. Yeah, and literally maybe, he, maybe he lost you put so much of his life. On a course, maybe you put things on a course of action to help get rid of martial law. A lot of people get upset that you, all you, all these children get sent to jail. <laughs> yeah, know. but at the same time, for her as a character... Get it's a wake-up call. See, like, I, th- I saw that ending as kind of like the peace ending, where the ending where she hangs her house, it's like she's almost caught in a loop, where she has mm. to keep going through this hellish landscape until she eventually comes yeah. to terms with who she she's is. she's one of the languished. Or yeah, basically, because she's stuck here in this one spot. Yeah. So, yeah, so just start kind of wrapping it up. Like, I'll start. This was This is my pick. Like, I... Th- like... Playing Why this game, well, it had buzz. Yeah. Uh, I say, and yeah. it, it was a point and click, which I think played well with this group. So I was like, okay, mm-hmm. these are two elements I can get work. And I don't think I would say I like love this game. Like I thought mm-hmm. the actual playing of it, it went along with how I feel about a lot of survival horror games, especially in the beginning. It's like I I enjoy what's happening, but at the same time, I'm not excited to play. It. And the minute it's done, I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm glad it's done. Like the. It's probably because there's no platinum, but like uh-huh. the only trophy I'm missing from this game is the Y ending, and I'm and I, I ended the game and I was just like I really have no desire to play that last chapter again just for a gold. You could, yeah, I was like you could just chapter select it too, right? Yeah, I could. It w- it wouldn't have taken probably like 15 minutes probably. So you yeah. it doesn't get decided earlier in the game which ending you get. It gets decided no, it's, it's, it's strictly about that end conversation sequence. with the yeah. spirit itself. As Dan's playing as we talk, yeah. I mean, but, uh, I'm just like I think I'm going through it now, and, and yeah, I'm, you're literally right there with you yeah. following him. What ideas do you hold? I'm going to submit to my fate, I guess. It's just well, see, so, that's the idea. It's like the submitting to your fate. So it's all these like, questions. What does that mean exactly? And just playing yeah. this right now, like it's unnerving. It's it mm-hmm. feels well done. The art's gorgeous. I don't know if we've mentioned that. Like the drawings in this game are probably what drove it home for everyone. Um, yeah, the imagery is just so jarring and. It, and I yeah. appreciate, especially for a lot of games that are trying to go for a horror angle, like the first person perspective, because you're there, kind of gets that shock value. But really, that's not the goal of this game. And I appreciate its ability to, to teach me about a time period I didn't really know about, to tell a compelling narrative about a character. I just felt like, again, this is here's, one of those... Oh, where are we gonna here's a quick question. Do you feel like when you're playing first person, obviously you're that person, but do you feel like now that you're playing it, and you see her on the screen that you're that you're not Ray, rather you're directing her through these decisions? Um, like do you feel more removed from Yeah, I mean I, I don't know how you would not feel more removed. But I think that's necessary yeah. because Yeah. If you see yourself you as yourself. Ray Yeah, exactly. Like if you see <laughs> it's not as an effective in terms of a characterization mm. if you really try to combine yourself that it is really about this this separate entity, the separate character. So, like, so, I'm glad I, I definitely played this. I just feel like, mm-hmm. I don't know, like, I feel like this is another example of a game where I think there are there are gaminess elements to it, which is, the mm-hmm. guy, like, the kind of... But I see at the same time, I guess at the same point, as I contradict myself, like, those the ghosts and the puzzles, they're, they're meant to create the tension. And if you don't have the tension, yeah. the, the spookiness of it doesn't mean anything. Well, I think... I think... I think I do enjoy the marriage of horror and puzzles. Mm. Like, I'd rather deal with puzzles than, like, have to deal with, like, twitchy gameplay. And then, like, if I keep dying because I'm just not good enough at the game, then I have to keep experiencing this. Right. I I would say I've only played a little bit of Resident Evil 7. I do kind of want to play the rest. But 
Um, I mean, every horror game with puzzles, which is pretty much every horror game, uh, that just adds to it. Like, because there's an urgency. It's like, if I solve this weird chain puzzle, maybe I'll be one step closer to getting out of this horrible place. Like, The Legend of Zelda, every puzzle feels fun, and it does. But you also don't feel like there's, like, a a beast with seven blades for arms coming after you at every waking moment. And I think that, in general, to Dave's point, just horror games plus puzzles is just a marriage there and it's 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 good it's a holy union it works yeah so dan but like through our text messages i think as overall like you definitely you can, I, there's several times you're like i hate this game i, I you hate, actually because hate it, it or you hate me. how it makes you feel like what is that it, no it makes me feel uncomfortable it unnerved me i will say the last two acts i would break this game up into three the first mm-hmm. act is just all about creeping you out the second act is creepy but not nearly as creepy as the first act and the third act right now is just a complete psychological trip as i'm well i think hmm. the first act kind of throws you off the scent a little bit yeah it's, yeah. it's like it, they, they give you enough of what's going on mm-hmm. in the world but they throw the the lingered in there to kind of distract you from the situation see but like do you feel like that's like an inconsistency that hurts the game or did you like that it kind of threw you off like that i, I like that it changes its pace each chapter mm. i like that that I, happened because that made me interested in what other changes might come versus just more jump scares and more creepy breakneck scenes like i'm glad those had their mm. place in the game and then they moved on to other creepy right. imagery. like they're just like that's the what you're supposed to get out of it i think there's um i think while you're in act one it's not fun Right. I think that when you get out of it, and especially after you beat the game and you start realizing the symbolism of what you experienced earlier, that there's a lot of payoff. Yeah, yeah, I, I would totally agree. It's like a game that's better after than during. It's right. like Life of Pi, the book. It's like, while you're reading the book, you're like, this is okay, this is okay. And then you get up to the last couple of chapters and you're like, oh my god, this book is amazing. <laughs> Huge, massive, brilliant explosions. Yeah, I have never so seen the movie and I don't even want to see it. <laughs> I don't want to because I feel like it's going to ruin it. Yeah, I'm totally walking on the street and there's eyeballs. I'm and like, how, how can you pull off Richard Parker? <laughs> Dan is literally playing through it. You're, you're done, Dan. There's you got bodies the, in, the, in the water. Like You're about to hang yourself. Listen, maybe not because I don't know what ending I'm going to get. Nope, I know exactly. Nope, I know what ending, ending you're going to get. You would have been away at this point if you're going to be yeah. happy. Oh. If you would have picked up a paper airplane and you did not. You did not. Oh, boom. Sorry. All right, so boom. Detention. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Linda, let's 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 bring in a boys. What Final segment up? of the night. Okay. The trivial test maker. Trivial test maker. And now we're gonna do a special E3 prediction. Oh. Trivial test maker. I'm excited. E3. Because Mark, what's E3? E3, the Electronic Gaming Expo. Wait, quick, quickly pick up the synopsis for E3. <laughs> it's this thing where, of all the different mediums out there, it's the only, we are part of the only genre that's like, let's just have a day or a week where we just get hyped. Let's just hype it um, up. Comic-Con? Well, no, I even think this, like, it's, you know, this idea that, because even think when you think about Comic-Con, CES? It's, it's appreciation of, things that exist like as bob my my father-in-law mm-hmm. goes to all these different like comic shows and other things mm-hmm. it's like an appreciation of all these things that we have well that's, e- there's a difference between a convention that's meant for the fans and a yeah and a, like this is all about looking thing forward and yeah. but at the time of this recording e3 will probably happen in about a week or two we're recording this we'll, we'll, we'll pull back the curtain. yeah when we release it i think some of the things will already have started possibly but we're recording this on may 23rd so anything that comes yes. out 
after May 23rd is legit and we'll do this. So the way we're going to yeah. do this is usually with, with uh, Trivial Tastemakers, one person asks a question about some games that we, we were to point. This one, it's going to be it's going to be a, a battle royale, if you will. Three yes. of us are going to drop out four predictions that we think are going to happen mm. through E3. And then when we'll do a, like a post E3 episode, we'll talk about things that got us excited. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll kind of see how we did. And the person who does the best with their predictions will get a point towards the silver monkey. Very exciting. Yes. Now, wait, rule clarification. So mm-hmm. to get a point, we have to get the entire prediction right. But if there is a tie, Correct. we're going to look to split hairs. Mm, no, I mean, if there might if be some similar predictions, let's just prepare for that somehow. Well, I'm going to try to make sure like I have a time I mean, that hopefully yeah, we, we all are pretty that. like we do have not the same brain, but we like the same stuff. So we might be we do like the same, the same stuff. stuff. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's let's start. I so, got Dan, the I got the hanging ending. I beat it. Yeah. Yeah, I told you. <laughs> Yay, Dan beat the game. <laughs> I, hope, I hope that recorded well. This is a first for the Dinosaur Machines Game Club podcast. Dan yeah, beats the beat, game during I the beat podcast. It during the podcast. That's an option now. Don't don't stop. Well, me. pause the game. <laughs> pause the game, Dan. We're gonna give you a first I'm prediction. I'm done playing that game. Excellent. <laughs> give us this your is, first prediction. For you want me to start? Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you give your first? Yeah, Dan, start us off with the prediction. Sony recently, this is my basis. I'm going to give you these. You didn't ask for it, but I'm going to give no, you these. I want it. Sony curious. recently was like, oh, PS4 is in its last legs. Better prepare for something. Better start digging a hole in the backyard for your PlayStation 4 because PlayStation 5 is going to get teased at E3 and it's going to include VR. No way. It's no gonna, way. PS5 heck. is going to, not, not announced, teased. They're going to just teased. say, we're working on it. It's going to come with VR. And then they're going to be like, all right, wait three years. That's what they're going to do. Mm. See, gonna, the three, like the I sexy, agree with like, the three-year span. Like, I think P- PS5 comes out 2020. Okay, well, but I don't that think wasn't gonna an touch official that part here. of my prediction. The official part of my prediction... The official part of it is that they're going to tease the PS5, and they're going to tell you it's going to come paired with VR. They're going to tease it, and they're going to tease that, too. Like, people are going to see, like, yeah. a VR-shaped thing. What if be, uh, Sean Lane comes out? They're going to show out? PS5, and it's, gonna be a, it's just going to be a helmet. Yeah, someone's going to put it on their head. Like, <sighs> boom. <laughs> what if Sean Lane comes out with a shirt that just says 5 and nothing else? Is I'm 5. And it says plus VR. He's going to have a <laughs> shirt that says I'm 5 on it. It's out of some right. inside jokes. I think you're definitely wrong, but what I will the reserve judgment. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that's Dave. Fine. Um, what yeah. do you think? All right. Here, here's my number one. I'll, I'm gonna say all my predictions. I think are a little bit out there, but we'll see. Okay. I'm gonna say Nintendo. The Nintendo's gonna show off some Smash Brothers, right? Of course. It's and really they're there. gonna show off a slew of Castlevania characters that will be in their playable. And they're also going to announce a remake of Symphony of the Night for Switch. No. You think they're going to, that's the next IP? They're going to skip Metroid? Oh, no, they're working on Metroid. Here's, like, Castlevania in Smash. I've already already heard rumors of Belmont's characters in Switch. That? So I didn't want to, I didn't want to just rely on that. That's why I'm throwing in the Symphony of the Night remake. I think, I think there is a possibility you'll see him in Smash. There is a 0% chance they're doing a, a remake of Symphony of the Night. Just because Mark, like, I have Konami... a question. Yes? Do you, are you biased to only your predictions tonight? Because both of mine and Dave's are so No, I'm just giving my feedback. I think <laughs> Konami... No, 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 no. Konami is so not interested in making video games anymore, I feel like. like they, they'll they sell they the tried their to little... Nintendo. What about that? 
I don't know. Like that's the thing. Like I would wish, you know, like they, you know, they Metal Gear, Castlevania, Castlevania all their IPs. Like sell them. If you're not going to do anything with them, let people who want to do stuff with them let them do it. But I don't know. I feel like they'll just hang on to them and linger, like the lingered in detention. But, all right. Well, Mark, I, I won't. Yeah, I won't start, how many more. of these are we doing, by the way? I have like five. We'll four. do four each. We're oh. gonna do three each, and then one we'll onion. We'll right, let's we'll feel it out. Oh. Let's feel it out, guys. Mark, go ahead. <laughs> all right, I won't put a number. Um. Which one do I do? It's Dave did a Nintendo one. Let me do... Choose from your grab bag of genius uh, ideas. All right, I'll do this one. Okay, so Remedy, who made um, Alan Wake, and they made uh, the last one, Quantic... Not Quantic. Quantum Break? Whatever that game was. Weird game. The they one with a studio... dude from Lord of the Rings? Is it? Maybe. I don't know. Anyway, they, they're a studio that's really trying to do... Not only third-person action games, but they're trying to work in other media with things. So, like, Alan Wake right. had other extra things. Quantum Break had, like, a TV show that would go in mm-hmm. between. So, they've released... They've been, like, an Xbox studio, but now they've announced that this, their next game is going to be multi-platform. Because they, they need more money. Mm-hmm. So, my prediction. Remedy is going to show their next game. Specifically on the Sony stage, which is going to be like, oh! And it's going to have some tie-in that's not just a video game. Like, there's going to be some other type of media that you ingest to get the full story of this game that's not just playing the game. Comic book. That's my I'm gonna su- I'm Comic su- book, I'm gonna a TV show, something. a movie, a Netflix original series, something that's not just okay. playing the game to get everything. Boom. Nice. Lock yeah. it in. Lock it up. Okay. okay. I think that's ridiculous and never going to come true. I'm just... <laughs> I'm being a contrarian. Okay, so I don't want to do my. I think I think that's a very plausible thing, and I I wouldn't be impressed if it came came true. You got, you I think I be... think they'll definitely be there, but I don't know where or if they're really gonna have that tie-in. But I think they're gonna have a tie-in. That's that's I, my risk. Uh, all right, so I have my second on my list, but I'm gonna do that one last because I like it the most. That's okay. your onion hanger. The third one. No, I have a different onion hanger. Uh, the third one's just. <laughs> Literally here just to upset you guys. Excellent. Nintendo announces Game Boy Classic. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to announce the Game Boy Classic. The guy's going to walk out with the old Game Boy and be like, portable system. And then he's going to pull out the Game Boy Classic. It's got 100 games on it. I just go back to the original idea. It's like they have the 3DS, and I think the Switch, the way they were always marketing the Switch is this is a home console you can take on the go. I feel like... When you when you talk about the scuttlebutt, yeah, I feel like about... they, they I, and the question I have is like whether or not it's cutting, cutting your nose to spite your face. Yes, or that's what but, it is. Because I, I think I don't think so. I think this is smart, and it's going to make them more money. Because I feel well, like they were splitting their player base already, and now they're not. But it's like, why would you? Really, so like, you think of twenty classic Game Boy Advance games or Game Boy games that you would want to play. Why would you make your customers buy another? peripheral device just to play those games when you can then release those games exterminate on the device they're already taking around if that was the logic nintendo was fighting with themselves with the other classic consoles would have never come out they would have been like Let's there's just a release. difference though there's, no, there's a difference not. with that yes, i don't understand is. that anymore because when you talk about the Sony nes classic different audiences the nes classic and the SNES classic are for like people who don't own a switch well i shouldn't say that yes yeah, so but it's think again it, i think it's more about just serving nostalgia and yes. it's like, oh, you remember this? Like they want it's great, to, and you can have it again, and now you can to... teach it to your kids. Right. Mm. 
and that's strictly a thing you have to plug with an hdmi cable to your television like i really feel like they're realizing the switch is kind of like the 3ds in terms of awesomeness and success but you could also plug it into your tv at home they're going to really start pushing as this is kind of a portable thing and the home console thing, eh, that's kind of second. Like, I think you will see an N64 classic before you see a Game Boy Advance classic. That's okay. how I feel. Well, I'm going to stick to it. Nintendo is going to pull out another classic console, and it's going to be a portable Game Boy classic. Everyone's expecting it to just go up the chain and go N64. No, they're going to go Game Boy now. So you think gonna it's, it's going to be like a, it's going to be like a, a like a separate a, like Game Boy like physical piece of thing. A physical Game Boy. And it's going to have, like, a bunch of games on it that you want. Interesting. And they're going to release it for Christmas. For Christmas. Ooh, that would be soon, too. They would. They, this is them. This is the, Like, here it's coming, and it's coming, like, tomorrow. Uh, and there's not going to be any on sale. And then it's going to be four years, so you can buy one. Excellent. So, anyway, that's me. Dan, okay. Dave. Here, here's my one. second one. They're going to they're gonna show some more of Spider-Man game. Of course. Right? And... They're going to tease or show some reference to Venom and or the alien symbiote in that game. Mm, oh, that like would they're be gonna, with the movie Venom symbiote, the one they're kind of. See, that's what's that's what's interesting about that Insomniac game because that game is going to sell gangbusters. Like it's going to be yep. hugely successful, and I wonder, like licensing, why wouldn't Sony like let them just keep going with it? Because Insomniac, I feel like, is always a studio that kind of get... They're not as successful as you think they should be for mm-hmm. a studio that, that as big as they are. And, like, this is going to... They're going to they're gonna kill Spider-Man. Well, like, I, I could totally that. see that. Like, this is going to be the... There's going to be three Spider-Man games, and then the next one's going to be that. I could totally I think, see that. I think this game is going to do just great, like you're expecting. This, this It's a pretty safe bet. I think what they might have their eye on, and everyone's comparing the two, is this to the Arkham series. And I think mm. they're they're like looking at like okay let's get this first one out, and then let's see what happens because the Arkham series like you remember the first and second game really happily, third game Arkham Knight no one really I think they likes. they tried they tried mixing it up more than they needed to, and I didn't even just I didn't even maybe they were just Arkham like Origins bored of it themselves now. right well that's an inter- interesting question is it box it was like it, yeah even at work sometimes we we've. We've done stuff that where we question it. It was like, are we changing this just to satisfy our own? Yep. Like, we have <laughs> that, to do it different this time. That's literally like, what Arkham Knight is, I think. So, I, yeah, but I uh, think Dave's right about. I would say that's going to happen. What do I, like I want to do? Come on, Mark, throw us. That means I said some version or some version of the alien symbiote. So even if Carnage. he just gets a black costume skin, counts. Okay, that counts. Okay. No, that that counts. That's legit. They should announce um, some skins already. Do you this? Are we going to do one more it. round, an onion hanger, or are we just going to do onion hanger next? That's going to determine what I do next. We're going to do two more. Okay. So you, you've only less. said two. We're going to have a third one and an onion hanger. Oh, I've only had one. So now this is my second. Well, so my second I have will a, be. I have two repeats. What's, what's my problem here? You're repeating. I'm going to go with this. Is just fun. I don't think this is going to happen. So, Blue Point, who made Shadow of the Colossus and a slew of other remakes and remasters, uh, it's a game you should play, and maybe mm-hmm. you probably never play it. Probably, um, awesome what they do. They have announced they're doing whatever the next thing they're doing is. It's the biggest thing they've ever done. 
my guess is whatever that is giant console it's the biggest thing no whatever i'm gonna guess that they get announced what their next thing is it is a remake of demon souls because i think the whole shadows die twice thing i think everyone wants it to be bloodborne it's not going to be bloodborne too it's going to be something else. So Sony's going to be Sony dropped the ball with Demon Souls. They, if they knew what they had with that game, Dark Souls would have been they would have locked it up and Dark Souls would have been an exclusive. You're going like to play Shadow of the Colossus except you're going to be the Colossi. No. And you have to kill It's going to be <laughs> Demon Souls. They're going to take that, they're going to remaster that game and they're going to kind of fill that that Souls type game for the next couple of years because I don't think I think From Software wants to do something different, and this is an opportunity for them to kind of to steal something back. So that's that's so, my prediction. In a nutshell, Demon Souls remastered. Demon Souls announced. remastered Blue Point. Do you think? Do you think that's bad timing with the Dark Souls remaster coming out? Because eh, I don't think it's going to be coming out this year. I think it Dark. may be maybe next fall, maybe. Because I wonder. That. I wonder if if that. I I don't think that's unlikely. What you just suggested, I. I wonder how that would go. Like, cause then they'd be like, "Oh wait, I'm not gonna buy Dark Souls Remaster. I like Demon Souls better." Like, I wonder if that. Well, cause that's the thing. I wonder how many people who really like Dark Souls have played Demon Souls. I don't know. I don't. I would be surprised if it's like. I'm not good at it. it, It's 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 definitely. I think I probably I would put it as the hardest of all those games. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But you know, it's it is the core. It is the crux. It's the thing that started off. So I think I think they want to kind of bring that Souls thing back to it. Dan, number three. Prediction. Number three. This is sort of related to number one. And it's unlikely, but I like it. Naughty Dog announces their first VR experience. It doesn't have to be <laughs> Last of Us, but I think not, if, if my first prediction comes true, I am putting all of my eggs in the basket that Naughty Dog will be like, and we're making the first game that comes out for it. That's ballsy. I think that I will be I mean, surprised. Because I think that's... That's... that's that's well. That's, that's a prediction. That's such like a Sony thing too. It's because it's like they like like PSVR of all the three headsets, like Oculus and Vive. Yeah, yeah. Like it's sold the best. But I think in general, I think the whole VR industry is kind of realizing it's not taking off like they thought it was. And Sony you know, Beat has Saber's like, pretty big right now. It's no, all about the Beat Saber. Right right but well, I think it, it's DDR part two. Like all these companies are kind of like floating in between. It's like they want to commit, but they don't want to commit because it's like how many people are actually going to buy this? Yeah. If Sony, like, had Naughty Dog make a VR game, that would be like really like we are committing mm-hmm. to this. Like I feel like even like with the Vita, they're always kind of like half butting it. They're like mm-hmm. we right. want to support it, but we don't want to support it. Like is it good? The, I don't know. The onus like, that would be my, something. The onus behind my thought here is. We know they're working on Last of Us 2. We know it's coming. But mm. they've been otherwise so quiet for the last few well, years they, at this point. No, they did uh, Lost Legacy. Yeah, but, like, that doesn't That's count. hard. Like, <laughs> that does I mean, count. That was, like, a separate game. But do you think they had, like, their core team working on that? I'm not well, saying Well, that's what's sad. interesting because they had, they had, they did Uncharted 2 and Last of Us at the same time. So they had two teams right. back then, but they've allegedly merged into one. But I think that game, like, they're against They can still it. split the people i say say, okay that's not gonna happen but all right well that's why it's your prediction that's (laughs) right mark so anyway dave i'm all right here's my my last one before my onion hanger right during microsoft's conference they will make no mention of vr (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, that's a like I think everyone's I waiting this. for that shoe to drop. Like, cause they partnered with Oculus, but yeah. I I think that's that's now, that's that's a, that's a solid. One. <laughs> if if Microsoft does mention AR, which is similar but different, it's where does Dave's VR. prediction fall? VR. No, no, because I think they're gonna go big on that AR stuff. So. My prediction, Dave's going to win this trivial taste maker for this one prediction. Because <laughs> I think if VR was doing better, I think definitely. But I think Microsoft has so much. They like, I think I'll probably do a Microsoft thing next. Time. I don't know, what happened to like their Project Morpheus or whatever it was? Scorpio. Their Connect. <laughs> no, no, no. Then they have their their another one. Well, I forget what they called it. What they when they bought Oculus or whatever it was. They didn't buy Oculus. They, they partnered, well, they with, partnered them. with. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, yeah, and nothing's come of it. And that's why, like, I think if it was doing better, I think yes. But I think because it's still kind of lukewarm, they they have to play. See, it's tough. I think for them is like they're getting outsold by Sony two to one. And I think the big project thing is, Project Neo, Project Trinity. Weren't they naming them all these projects after Matrix characters? I would hope so because it's the coolest thing. But sticking with Microsoft, I'm going to throw this out there. I think what they need is they need to win back gamers. They that mm-hmm. the Xbox One announcement did them so poorly with the whole we're always online and you can't trade games and they've literally been trying to catch up ever since then and the biggest thing mm. i think they've done a great job really like and it's selling well but just when you compare it to ps4 it's not i think the mm. biggest thing is they need is exclusives like they they have yeah. nothing like god of war is killing it they had standard decay too which has like a 60 in I'm sure credit. they'll show Halo, a new Halo. Yeah, like they'll have Halo, they'll have Gears, but they have like it see that's even the thing like and my, my, my fanboyism is showing a little bit, but like God of War, they, they realize it's getting stale and they completely rebooted it into something brand new and amazing. There's no way in heck I think Microsoft has the guts to completely change what Halo or Gears is. It is what it is. So that's like, why, like, Master Chief is a lady now. Yeah, like, they, I don't think, oh, like, the type of gameplay it has or, like, just the tone of it. I don't think they ever want to change it. I don't think they, they can. Mm. So I think my, my, my third prediction. I think they're going to start showing... They, they, they've got stuff. Like They don't have the first-party power that like Sony does, but they, they have money. So I think you're going to see a, a comeback of a very old series in Microsoft stage. We're going to see Perfect Dark come back in some shape, way, or form that would do it for of me. a game. That I think would do it for so many people. Ga- I think... I don't, Isn't I don't Rare? Do they own Rare? They do own Rare. And Rare just made Sea of Thieves, which, again, it was another exclusive that didn't really hit home. Like I think they, that's a that's a title that, I don't think it has as much cachet anymore as we would think it is, especially people who play that game, but I think it, it's something that they own that they could do something with. So I think, mm. I think that's gonna pop its head up there because they have to they have to have things they have to, and I think mm. Perfect Dark is that. Okay. All right. Final Damn. round of predictions is called an onion hanger for those of you which are not familiar with the term. <laughs> By the way, yes. me being it's, it's, it's first. A, it's a term that we've we've we're liberally using, but it, I think that the around the NFL guys have coined the phrase, right? Yeah, I would if they haven't, I would be shocked. <laughs> yeah, so they they do predictions every once in a while, and when they talk about predictions that are really out there, they talk about hanging onion to do so. so they are onion hangers. This is this is a big deal. This is unlikely, 
but wouldn't it be something? <laughs> so it is interesting that we started to like lean into the Microsoft part of the conversation for E3. Because here's here's your big Microsoft one. Here's my here's your big Microsoft by Sega. What is it? Oh my it? gosh, they can't afford Sega right now. Sega's like <laughs> Sega's doing great. Yeah, Sony and Microsoft together on the same stage. <laughs> Never. Cross play is totally going to be like a real thing. Never. Never in a million years. Why this is unlikely. <laughs> is unlikely because Sony does not need this to happen. No, Microsoft and that's why needs like this to happen. I think I think you could see Nintendo and like they're doing it with Minecraft already. I think hell would freeze over instantly if Sony and Microsoft yeah. were on the same stage and be like the we're going to let you play together. That was however you just suggested Nintendo that was the onus behind my saying this because Nintendo just announced their online service which will come pre baked with a virtual console offering. So I think virtual console. I mean, whatever. But <laughs> on-demand old games, and I, I just feel like if this is the craziest thing, that would be to counter that. So that's that would be crazy, hanger. unlikely. Dave, hang some money. So for this onion hanger, I was thinking of like, what is the thing that could happen at E3 that would get me the most excited? The most. I was like, what is this? Like, like, I'm like, I totally don't expect this to happen. But I'm like, if this happened, I will be off the walls elated, right? And that is a successor to Chrono Cross. <laughs> oh, gosh. That's not, like, super crazy. Ha- so how long has it been? Chrono Cross? PS1, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. The irony is that it's a time travel game, so it's only just been yesterday. Only just or a little, even little hop yet. jump. Well, I'll say this, like... Square Enix is going to have a conference this year. Like they're going to have really? like their own presentation. They got to fill it with something. Mm, I don't know 16. if it's that, but that would be something. <laughs> so a, a, a game in the Chrono series mm-hmm. r- announced. No, I'm that, not saying. No, I'm not saying a. It can't be a remaster. No, no, no. it if has to be a new a new Chrono entry. game. Yeah, the third in the Chrono the series. I can't the, believe how good the, that game is. It's so good. It's so good. That's another game I would love to come back and play, Chrono Cross. I wonder if it, like... I don't know how good it. it is. Like, I remember loving it, but I think I don't know how much of it was fueled by my by my love of Trigger, you know? Yeah, I think that there's a strong possibility. But I wonder if it's one of those games that actually aged pretty well because it does interesting things. All right, here's here's my... my Mark, I'm hanging on you right now. You're, lay, it, lay it on us. Throw your Bethesda. onions Bethesda. Bethesda uh-huh. Game Studios like them a lot. They've said there's going to be no new Elder Scrolls game in this. But I see through their their cleverness. Here's what they're going to do. Fallout, it's been a few years. We're due. Oh. Skyrim 2. Okay. It's not an Elder Scrolls game. It's the sequel to Skyrim. Because I feel at this point, Skyrim, if you ask like people... More people know what Skyrim is than Elder Scrolls is. So they're not going to even call it Elder Scrolls. It's just going to be Skyrim 2. And it's going to be a new game. They're going to use that moniker. And they're just going to stick with it. And it's going to be just print money for them. I don't actually think this is going to happen. But if it did happen, that would be pretty cool. (laughs) Whatever happened to Elder Scrolls Online? Wasn't that a thing? Yeah, it it didn't do very well. Because it's like late to the party. It's not not that it didn't do well. It's continuing to not do well. It's still not. Well, Mark, I think I I can agree with you. My only apprehension to 
jumping on board. I don't think that's your, very onion-y. Onion hanger. <laughs> Wait, you don't think a Skyrim 2? They've never made Specifically, so it can't be Elder Scrolls 6? No, it's Skyrim 2. It has to be like, so it can't be like the next town or whatever. No, it is Skyrim. Because they've already done the sequel of Skyrim. If if they announce Elder Scrolls 6, it's going to be a different region. And it's a whole other thing that does not count. This is a strict sequel to the the Dragonborn and Dovahkin and whatever that thing is. Yeah, like it's that. So you're saying the same region. Then. Same region, so Skyrim like again. probably an updated engine, but it's like yeah. Skyrim two. It will be called like the second Skyrim or whatever. Even even more Skyrim. Even now more, with, now with more sky. Now with more sky and <laughs> more Fly dragon. All right, so these are our E three predictions. We will. I don't know if it'll be the next podcast, but the probably definitely the podcast after that we will go over. Oh, it'll be the E three podcast. We'll go over how we did with that. The winner who does yeah. the best will get a. Silver Monkey Point, and we're yeah, gonna wrap we'll do this it episode after the E3, during yep. the E3 podcast. We'll yes, and this episode is going super long. And if listener, you're still with us. You're you're a listener. Bravo. We, we appreciate like two and a half hours. Jeez, Louise. something like that. <laughs> so, I don't think it's that no, long. It's I did that have long. some. It's, it's we had some technical glitches, but you won't even yeah, know yeah. about it because we'll, that's What's how Steve gave us with yeah. editing. <laughs> is that what happens when you write out your whole class in school to the book list club? Probably. That's a fun ending. It extends it. But anyway, thanks for listening, listener. Check us out on YouTube. Subscribe us. Let us know if you're enjoying us. Check us out on the SoundCloud and the Wait, iTunes. You know, we do have to run the machine. Right? Oh, we have to and run the machine. The and then we Wait, also, as Dave's getting the machine ready, connect with us on Twitter. Dino underscore machines. I'm at Magro Craig. I'm at zombie underscore pirate. And I'm at Dano Mac. And you can find and us next all time, on the internet. Yes, we'll be there. And the next time you join us, we'll be playing... Here it comes. Oh, the machine. It's Crossing Souls. Oh, <gasps> is it? <laughs> Are you not excited yes. for this game? No, it's just, I've played all the games but Crossing Souls. <laughs> the one Crossing I have. And now you have to play it. <laughs> I have think to of pause. one game on our list for this season that is the antithesis of detention. It is Crossing Souls. Who picked Crossing mm. Souls? Is it Dave Dragon? Dan... I believe I it's, what? It, it's, tendi- it's, it's technically mine. You guys but, suggested it to me, but yes. it's mine. What's my second pick? I picked Rhyme. Rhyme. And, and Reason? And C- Celeste or Florence? Celeste. Celeste. Mine's Florence. But anyway, do we know I've anything about Crossing met Souls? The Crossing Souls developers at PAX, and mm-hmm. they are quite nice, and they were very excited to meet me. And I was Basically, you have that. three in this one, and I only had one, and it was Red Strike Club. <laughs> well, I'm excited well, about this game. I think it's going to be fun. It's got like a yeah. 80s like Stranger Things vibe going on. Yeah, no one's ever excited for my game, so this can't be mine. Well, it's probably going to be terrible then. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lester, we love you. Thank you for tuning in. Goodbye. All right, bye. Bye.